10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Good evening and welcome to The Late Show with Visayo Adewoli live from Lagos, Nigeria. And it's another time to share classroom case scenarios facing that has to do with teachers facing real life problems. Stay tuned and talk it out with me and my guest teacher. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. SteveWoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit SteveWoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk if you're listening to this then we know we share one thing in common a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves that's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care we need people like you to help us achieve even more with us you'll be given all the resources and support you need offered a clear path to career progression and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. 
According to a leaked document, senior officials at the Department of Education in England have warned that schools are in such a state of disrepair that they are a risk to life. Those officials who work for the Education Secretary, Nadim Sahawi, have warned that the current pace of 50 school rebuilding projects per year needs to be raised to more than 300. A spokesperson for the Department of Education told the Mail Online, The safety of pupils and staff is paramount. We have one of the largest and most comprehensive estate condition data collection in Europe, and this allows us to assess and manage risk in our buildings. We prioritise buildings where there is a risk to health and safety and have invested £11.3 billion since 2015 to improve the condition of school buildings over the next decade. In addition, our new school rebuilding programme will transform the learning environment at 500 schools over the next decade. Following a statement from the Vice-Chancellor of Cambridge University, which recently told private schools that they will need to accept that they will admit fewer students to Oxbridge in the future, Education Secretary Nadim Sahawi has responded by saying that admissions should be based on merit and evidence. He said, I think it should be based on merit and evidence. The thing to do is deliver great outcomes for all children, wherever they live, and especially our most disadvantaged children. Which is why I am flexing the system towards those areas that have fewer great schools or good outstanding schools. You don't create a system that people feel is fair and equitable by in some way thinking that there is an easy fix. The best thing you can do is create schools in the state system that are as good as independent schools, which we are. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week we're going to talk about a couple of shortcuts and hacks that can make life a little easier. This may not be as innovative as some of my past life hacks for teachers, like drinking noodles, but here are a couple of things that may make a difference to your use of media in the classroom. First up, if you aren't already riding it, get on the Wakelet Wave. Wakelet is a free way to save, organise and share content create collections of web pages, videos, and basically anything with a web address under one topic. Once done, you have a shareable link to your collection. Use it to organize your lesson, flip a lesson, or create revision collections, just to throw a few ideas out there. This next hack is one of my favorites. I love using YouTube to support learning. Not only can it help keep pace in a lesson, but also it's a great reference afterwards for pupils to refer to. My biggest gripe with it though, is that pesky advert you can't skip that always decides to play when you're in full flow. Here's a secret that works nearly all of the time. When preparing your lesson, you will have watched the clip anyway to ensure it's appropriate. So just before you copy the link into your presentation or wakelet, type this on the end. And T 
equals 1. That's the ampersand, or the wiggly and, lowercase t, equals, and the number 1. Now copy the URL with and t equals 1 on the end, and your clip will start one second in. Not missing any content, but skipping the adverts at the start. No need to thank me. Show your gratitude with a follow on Twitter. Check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed, follow us, and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was two minute tech two minute tech with steve woods your tech briefing on teachers talk radio good evening and welcome to the late show with bisayo adewoli live from lagos nigeria and i am with the sensational teacher ade sola ade sola family and we are, of course, looking at classroom case scenarios. All right. Thank you for being here at the Solar Family I'm trying to make sure that I don't pronounce that name wrongly. <laughs> <laughs> You're right on track. All right. Okay. So, are Thank you, you so ready? much for having me? Yeah. It's a pleasure again. Yeah. Are you ready to listen to tonight's scenario? It's quite interesting because it's something that yeah, is, I'm ever ready. Yeah, it's something that is trending in um, the digital space right now, and I think that teachers should not be left out. So it goes. Yeah, the teacher here uh, is called Miss Duru. Miss Duru is a math teacher who teaches online. She has noticed some set of students always posting unkind comments about their classmates who give wrong answers and less slower pace. Okay, so she has some set of students who are always posting unkind comments about other students in the same class. These students give wrong answers and they learn at a slower pace, at a so, slower pace. So this um, set of students are sort of bullies per se. All right, so if you were Ms. Juru, how will you address the issue to help your students become responsible digital citizens in the digital world? And then what kind of assistance will you give the learners with a slower pace? For the sake of our listener, let me read out the scenario again. I hope that's okay. Yes, that's fine. All right. So Ms. Duru is a math teacher. She teaches online and she has noticed that there's this trend of some set of students somehow bullying some other set of students who give wrong answers. Maybe they have to post the answers as a comment or something. They give wrong answers and they learn at a slower pace. If you were in Ms. Duru's shoes, how will you address the issue to help your students become receivable digital citizens in the digital world? And what kind of assistance will you give the learners with a slower pace? So looking at this scenario now, I must, I must um, first of all, give a thumbs up to Ms. Duru. It's not easy teaching at online. I mean, face-to-face, -face, teaching maths face-to-face uh, uh, is already challenging enough. Talk less of now teaching it online, you don't get to see your learners. Uh, and then they have to understand what you are teaching. So big ups to you. You're doing a great, a great job. Uh, moving on concerning this issue, uh, 
I know that when when teaching math, I know that there are there are difficulty levels to teaching math. So the fact that a learner um, can add, can subtract, can do the the basic uh, mathematical operations, that's board mass and all, it means that the learner will be able to now advance to other to solve other mathematical problems. So I know that there are difficult levels. So because of that, there, there might be a, a big gap between um, amongst learners as they learn. So while some are still trying to get the basic operations, some have already passed that. And you have to teach all of them at the same time. You know, so how do you, how, how will Ms. Drew, first of all, address that to make sure that she's carrying everyone along at the same time? And then she also needs to, there's also the aspect of attending or addressing right or wrong as so maybe the way she uh, addresses right or wrong answers is one of the things that gives students the avenue or the platform to you know bully other students so she needs to also check that too but let's from you what do you think all right so um if i was miss miss duro the first thing i'll do is to ensure that my learners um, understand that everybody cannot learn at the same pace. And before I, I can do that, before I can educate my learners that way, I also as a teacher must um, also understand that. So something happened in um, a class I taught last week, a Sunday school class I taught last week, a children's Sunday school class I taught last week. And so there was a recital and some students were not able to do it. And I realized that some others were laughing at them. And so I was quick to caution those that were making fun of um, their colleagues that, you know, they have to understand that a lot of people have different learning differences. You know, there's this thing called variability of learners. And it's not because they are dull or um, they are not competent. You know, it's, it, they, they, we just have learning differences that might not make us relate well with content. So I think that's basically the first step. The teacher has to understand, the teacher herself has to understand. If Ms. Duru doesn't understand that um, everybody cannot learn at the same pace, there's no way she can pass that knowledge to uh, um, the rest of the learners making fun. In fact, she might see it as a normal thing. If she's not aware that if she's not aware that it is wrong, or if she, if she's not aware that all our learners would not be able to develop at the same pace. Yeah, absolutely. The Miss Drew needs to be in the know first of all, and then once she one knows that she'll also be able to pass on that knowledge to our learners. You know that's why I mentioned that. How does she address those who give wrong answers and those who give right answers? How does she address them? What kind exactly. of language? Yeah, what kind of language does she use does she, uh, when she's communicating with them? So I think she's... so yes, I think that Mrs. Duru Miss Duru should also check herself. You know, she might have passed the wrong message to her learners at any point. Because sometimes you see teachers make the mistake of um telling learners that um that cannot catch up, things like you you know, you know, I know you will not get it, or um, how come you've not gotten it? You know, I've been I've been explaining this thing for the past thirty minutes and exactly. you still have not picked up. You get sometimes they even use the, abusive words. Yes, sometimes out of frustration. 
exactly yes 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 so miss miss duru should actually should check herself as she at one point um used negative words that that um, on our students you know so she has to understand that we learn at different stages and then she has to make sure she check herself and ensure that she has not used negative words on students and if she has she has she has to make a correction she has to make it she, matter how frustrated she is she has to ensure that she doesn't discourage our learners then the idea of calling some learners slow slow learners do you think we even have is there anything like slow learners or fast learners i think everybody just learns at their own time because the fact that somebody has learned something fast does not mean that someone who has not yet um, um, got that pace or that speed is uh, any any less or not as good as the one that learns fast so I don't even think that we should begin exactly, to tag our learners as slow learners or fast learners. Instead, just like you said, there's something learners. called variability of learners. There's there's um, there's something called differentiated learning. There's something called adaptive learning. She should she should she should not even begin to categorize our, our learners now as fast learners, slow learners. I think she should first of all she should change that um um that idea she should she needs to change the idea of grouping her learners into fast learners and low learners um i think if you start measuring them with fast and so what exactly are the bases you know even if even if um a particular learner is not so good with multiplication that same learner can be very good with division you get another mm -hmm. aspect mm -hmm. so how exactly does she even how does um, she measure as, as fast yes. as so what are the basis yes how does she measure yes how does yes. she measure if they are actually fast or slow yes so uh, there's something also called um adapting like individual differences so um what do you think Ms. Duru can do using the idea of adaptive learning and individual differences knowing that uh, especially since uh, maths comes with different levels of difficulties as as the learner progress understanding maths so how do you think that she can uh, make use of this idea to help these learners i'm talking about addressing the the slow learners in quotes now as the way she mentioned them now she, she, let me just use her language Listeners, as she calls them, what do you think? Um, understanding their individual differences and the idea of adaptive learning can do for Ms. Duru. You know, adaptive learning means uh, structuring or designing the learning experience to be flexible, such that each learner learns at their own pace, at their own time, based on their uh, at their own difficulty level, wherever they are. So there's no competition. Hey, my 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 seat mate already knows multiplication. Now I'm still in addition. You know, everybody learns where from where they are. It's no rush or no pressure. All right. So, um, from what I understand about adaptive learning, I think it's when um, learners are given the opportunity to learn at their own pace. I understand that our curriculum here in Nigeria might not even support that. Like we are not yet there, but. The amazing thing is that Mrs. Duro's class is an online class. Mm -hmm. So I believe she would have access to um, a range of tech devices. Yes. You know, I know of some um, 
apps that that can help le- learners learn at varying degrees you know different yes. difficulty levels yes. if you're on level one and you are working on level one and you can say oh this thing is too simple for me you go to levels higher oh two levels higher is too simple for me you come it, it's too hard you come you get a level down so the fact that it's an online class can help uh, mrs mrs duru get resources or apps that can work well with our learners, you know, helping them to learn at their paces. We have different apps like that, especially maths. You know, being yes. maths, it, it, like you said, maths, you know, learners, learners see maths as, as punishment, you know, so <laughs> if she's going to use the concept of, <laughs> of adaptive learning, she would have to solicit for online resources because I can tell you that we uh, even parents don't measure parents don't even believe there's so many parents don't believe there's anything as um such as um, learning at your own pace it is weren't you taught this in school this week why don't you know it exactly yeah, that kind of thing so, or they will tell the learner do you have to add uh, the person that already knows its level does the person have two heads does the person have to that's why i said our curriculum yeah <laughs> you see so our curriculum here does not really support that but i'm glad that we are looking at this case scenario from an online um online situation online yes. learning not yes. just physical um yes. class so yeah. there is really an opportunity for uh, uh mrs du- mrs Duru's learners to learn at their own pace yeah so let's also look at the uh, uh gamification let's look at how gamification can also help these learners learn at their own pace there are so many um online games that miss drew can integrate into her online class so such that as the learning is going on she should just maybe let's say a, a, a code or a link where uh, our students can just join in and play the game on their own they don't have to play it online so they don't have to play it and um, see their classmates, you know, getting higher scores than them. So they, they can play it own. There are some games online that even when they miss a, a question, there would be suggestions on how to revisit the question, you know, do your um, revisit the workings, the calculations to get the right answer. So I think that the gamification can work. Yes, gamification can work. In fact, sometimes I um, I I used to wish that when I was learning math, you know, I had access to. I you tell know, you, I apps. tell I you, was... especially for that math, then in secondary school. <laughs> oh, you found it for that math, I my know, sister. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, but, you know, I, I dropped. I at some point, I dropped out of for that math. <laughs> So you know, if this, if we had these opportunities, and we, in fact, I'm sure they were there, but we just, we, we didn't just yeah, our teachers were not just all. using them, yeah, yes, yes. So that's why I, I, I was going through, I was browsing recently, and I even saw, I saw so many math game, you know, where, where you can even these things are even free. Many of them are free, although mm-hmm. some you make in-app purchases. Mm-hmm. An academy for kids. There's mm-hmm. math learning center. There's CK twelve. You know mm-hmm. where you can just where where math content have been gamified. You know if we had access to these things, or if learners are introduced to this, they won't see math as, as a learning punishment or mm-hmm. something they just have to do and ensure they pass. Yeah, 
I tell you, they will begin to see maths in their everyday life. You know, I was watching uh, a video on Instagram. It was a maths educator that uploaded the video. And she was saying that okay. par- parents need to start getting involved in helping the children love maths. That maths is, uh, maths is actually simple and easy regardless of the level hmm. and i saw a lot of comments you know now you know the way nigerians comment ah, <laughs> ah, you know they won't believe those you kind know, of things <laughs> you know this kind of thing so she video she explained why she said so that maths is in in our everyday lives maths is in our everyday life in your sleeping mm-hmm. in your waking up in taking steps even in your walking so you want to even teach your child uh addition just you can even integrate addition in taking a walk to the bathroom and you say okay how many uh-huh. steps how many steps are you going to take to the bathroom and you start counting with there one two three four and by the time you get to the bathroom okay how many steps did you take going how many steps did you take coming okay all together how many steps you've, how many you've, steps? you've taught uh, addition and the child has not even realized it you know? That's yes, 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 yes. So she was, she was like just in everyday and life. So I think Miss Duru should also do that. It helps to, it also helps these learners, you know, uh, the, the supposed or slow learners that she calls them. It can help them because the, uh, when, when they begin to do, in, uh, when they begin to see maths in their everyday life, it's easier for them. So whenever she's introducing any, learning experience learning experience to them they are able to easily connect it with their everyday lives and then they pick up they pick up immediately because they can relate it it takes us back to what we keep on saying on almost every show especially the show we had on the scenario of late assignment turnings that your your, your lesson yes. must always be relatable it must be relatable the child must be able to use whatever he or she learns in your possible to you must be able to use it to solve real life problems real life problems uh-huh. at least the ones that are directly or she is directly involved in and yes you also mentioned that um the educator that posted the video said that parents have to be involved and yes i agree a lot because i've realized that teachers cannot do it alone um in classroom learning goes beyond the classroom so you just imagine right now we're um taking steps to the bathroom and taking it back you know that way the parent has as even assisted has reinforced the addition and subtraction that has been learned in, in the classroom um, yes, in the classroom in the, yeah but basically what we see what we see and hear parents say is that um, um I'm, I'm already paying the school fees please that's your teacher's that's job, your teacher's and job. And um, most times most times when kids even bring home their ma- their own work for oh their parents oh my god you start passing to your daddy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so you know that alone is a discouragement to the child mm-hmm that's the same child that you're telling at home that math, that you're telling in school that math is easy. And he's seen at home here yeah, that my mom is passing it to my dad. My dad is passing it to my mom. Is math really easy? You get. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should start having a math workshop for parents. <laughs> because, you know, when parents speak like that, I'm just wondering, is that the way they would also talk to the doctor when they get a child to... A, a pediatrician and the pediatrician writes out the drugs that the child should take 
and then the, the the child gets home and the child and the parents now says this is not my job i've already paid for consultation with the doctor is the nurse that should now come and administer these drugs i've paid, come, I've paid I'll, my always come and put the drugs do you understand why are they the ones administering the you know, drugs the teaching professional takes a lot oh my god it takes take a lot in fact god will help us all right so I, I also want us to look at the learning goals because yes and talk about um, we can talk about the tech tools, we can talk about making maths fun and all of that. We also need okay. to look at the learning goals. What kind of learning objectives does Ms. Duru set for a class? Because every learning experience that you design, the activities you design, that you create, they are usually, um, they usually come from your learning objective. Do you understand? That's why in a particular math class, yeah. you can't just be teaching all the topics. And when you're even teaching a particular topic, you're not teaching all aspects of the topic. You're teaching the ones that under the objective that you have set for the class. So what kind of learning objectives do you set? Maybe these learning objectives are too rigid. So you're teaching math today on, in the online class, say Google Classroom or Microsoft Teams. And your learning objective is that um, at the end of this lesson, or by the end of this lesson, students should be able to add um, figures. Students should be able to um, subtract figures. Students should be able to solve world problems of addition and subtraction. Now, I think those learning objectives, yes, because of the kind of curriculum and um, scheme of work that the government gives us, we need to follow those objectives. But then I think that this kind of learning objective in this century is too rigid i don't know if you get me it's too rigid now you want at the end of the day you want every all your learners to be able to add right okay so instead of saying that all the learners must be able to add why not make your learning goals flexible such that everybody's adding everybody's is is able to add but not the same way so you allow them to add figures the way they know how to some will not will learn how to will understand or be able to add figures when they convert these figures into naira or dollars do you understand some okay. will be able to you know now like our Igbo brothers and sisters when you convert it into money they, money. they, they add better they subtract better they learn figures on uh, mathematical calculation uh-huh. you know they learn calculation methods in when it is in monetary values, you can't blame them. Okay. Um, that's, those are, that's their learning experience. Exactly. That's, that's their background experience. Exactly. So why not make your learning goals flexible? What do you think about that? Yes, you are very right. I also think that, for instance, if you are teaching um, addition and subtraction and your learning goal is that at the end of this lesson, students should be able to add I also think that that had had in in um fine your learning objectives for students to be able to add, but not all of them. Let's say for instance you want not all of them might be able to add um four digits, five digits. You can break it down. Some might be able to learn add just three digits. Some might be able to add four digits numbers together. You get and five digit numbers just depending on the level they have achieved. You know because math is step by step. Mm-hmm. So, so at, that part, at the end of that particular lesson, 
some might not have been able to add, they might, might still be confused with adding of four digits numbers, but I've actually, but can actually add three digits numbers. Mm -hmm. So it would be very, uh, totally wrong for you to just write them off and say, oh, this learner cannot add because that learner cannot add four digits numbers together. I tell you. So in, in making flexible learning goals, give options for different uh, learners. So everybody should okay. be able to add. Then give them options for how they can be able to add. Not that everybody is learning how to add the same way. Give them yeah. options. Yes, give them options to be able to learn how to add. If you want, you know, some of them will learn how to add better. If you use um, food items, do you understand? If you use food mm. items because yes. they are parents, they stay in the shop for their parents selling food items. Mm -hmm. So the same learner that you feel is not picking up fast, maybe it's kind of foreign. So they're just seeing figures, figures, figures everywhere. Some learners just are the sight of figures all over the board. They're already scared and tense. Yeah. Do you understand? Oh, I think that Missouri should begin to look at look at that too. Then um, now let's go to these learners that are uh, somewhat bullying. What should I call them? It's, it's a form of cyber bullying. Because it's an, yes, online, it it's an online class. You see your yes. classmates giving wrong answers, maybe in the comment section, the, your classmate is giving mm -hmm. wrong answers. And the next thing is to you is to laugh, you know, you know, you know, um, commenting online gives you so much freedom to behave anyhow because the your face is not there. The person is not is looking at you face it's to not face. Showing, yeah. Do you understand? Yes. So you know, you, some, some people will even go go ahead and say, I'm in my house, come and beat me. Do you understand? So so and the teacher will not be there to say keep quiet or you know, and it's not every time that the teacher mm -hmm. can can even mute all all the learners. Sometimes everybody needs to be able to comment, everybody needs to be able to speak. So how yeah. uh, how can we control this kind of learning and you know help them to be better uh, digital citizens because this is the issue of digital citizenship and citizenship comes up here because yeah, uh, aside is the way they behave in your online class that they will most likely behave when they begin to have so, a social media presence they need to understand that mm -hmm. outside the online classroom when you begin to comment like that on other people's posts, they need to remember that the internet never forgets. Even if the person that you have uh, insulted or that you have abused has forgiven you and has forgotten, there are so many other people that have seen your comments, you know, potential partners, potential collaborators, potential sponsors, potential employers that would, uh, would see your comments or your posts, you know, or your reactions. These days, you can even react to that. Yeah, so you, you can post reaction, you know? So you don't get to um, talk people down like that, especially because of one thing that, something that they are unable to do. Some, especially yes. because of their, their, their disability or something. So you don't, you don't get to uh -huh. talk, talk them down. And according to Ms. Duru's story, she said she has noticed. So it means that it's not one time, it's not, it's not twice now, it's not thrice that these learners have been doing it. So let's talk about the the uh -huh. concept of um, digital citizenship and how Ms. Duru can integrate it in her class. Maybe every time before she starts the class, you know, just like we give classes every time before you start your own your on site class. You know, when you enter, you enter the class, your entry behavior, you remind them of, of the truths that 
you all have jointly created. So how do you think that Ms. Duru can integrate digital citizenship along, alongside um, teaching mathematics, knowing that digital citizenship is the ability to engage online um, responsibly and safely, the ability to engage online responsibly and safely, and to also contribute you know, pos positive values to the digital space? All right. So I think that Mrs. Ms. Duru's um, students using that are using um, unkind words in the online classes are doing that because that is what they've been used to. I am certain that they've been doing this in offline classes mm -hmm. without any caution. Mm. So it's just like okay, we've been on offline. If a particular student doesn't know um, what to say, you know, they snicker, they laugh, they make jests, mm -hmm. and they were not cautioned. So probably when they were integrated into the um, digital space, they just continued what they used to do. Look at it in this um, aspect. You know, when the COVID came and um, um, in a GFA, everybody had to get rushed into the digital space, learning, everything just went, went digital. Mm -hmm. A lot of students were not educated. We just they just woke up one morning. Oh, we're not going to school today. Oh, we're well, going to we're online. online. Class. So, yeah. Yes. So those at the attributes, the attitudes, unkind comments, snickering, making jest of students. That's that's what they knew in mm -hmm. offline classes. So it just became their norm in online classes. Yes, so yes, if I was sure. Miss Duru, one thing I would do is to have a discussion with my class about the digital space. Mm -hmm. Knowing fully well that they were not properly introduced to it. It was just like a fire brigade approach. Mm. And so what does it mean to be a digital citizen? And mm. from what I have learned, I know that um, when you say digital citizenship or being a responsible digital citizen, it just means being able to um, use the internet safely search for information and use it to make yourself a better person. And we have um, nine elements of digital citizenship and I will sum that into three, okay. which are respect yourself and others, mm -hmm. educate yourself and others, okay. protect yourself and others. So Excellent. you are respecting, mm -hmm. you are educating, and you are also protecting. Mm -hmm. So with this knowledge, I believe that once I once we can have a discussion and you know do this, say all these things, it should be better. Those unkind comments should stop. And also, um sorry to cut um, you. Let's have to know. let's take a break right there. When we come back from the break, you're going to explain further on those um, nine elements of digital citizenship. Thank you very much. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more.
Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. SteveWoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit SteveWoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk if you're listening to this then we know we share one thing in common a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves that's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care we need people like you to help us achieve even more with us you'll be given all the resources and support you need offered a clear path to career progression and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. Welcome back and thank you for staying with us so far. If you're just joining us, well, we're still in the conversation and you can still be a part of it. We have been looking at a classroom scenario uh, concerning a maths teacher who is named Miss Drew. Miss Drew is a maths teacher who teaches online and she has noticed some set of students that are always posting unkind comments about their classmates who give wrong answers and learn at a slower pace. If you were misdrew, how will you address this issue to help your students become responsible digital citizens in the digital world? And what kind of assistance will you give the learners with a slower pace? Before we went on a break, we have looked at, we have suggested different kinds of assistance that you can give the learners this category of learners and we have also ruled out the fact that you should not categorize learners based on their pace whether fast or slow every learner learns at their own pace and you should not compare their speed the fact that a learner grasps something fast does not mean that the learner is perfect or a or more intelligent than the one that um, grasps something um, slower so do not categorize them as fast learners or slow learners now um just before the break to we the uh, guest teacher Adi Adi Sola was um telling us about digital citizenship concerning the second um, part of this scenario 
she was talking to us about the nine elements of digital citizenship. You have the floor, Adesola. All right, thank you so much. So um, I was saying that um, digital citizenship has nine elements summed up into three, which are respect yourself and others, educate yourself and others, and protect yourself and others. And so Ms. Duru's students using unkind words um, and um, unkind words on the typically slow um, paced learners is a um, shows that they are not they've not been they are not aware of um, the elements of digital citizenship because if they were not only would they um, um, not they wouldn't use unkind comments on their learners. Instead, they would use the opportunity, you know, the online space to help their learners. You know, they are educating themselves, they are educating others. So if you are, a, if for instance, a learner is using unkind words on another learner, of, of obviously he, he, he probably knows what the learner, other learner does not know. So it, it, is, it would have been all right for him to use the digital space to educate the other learner that not as that was not able to pick up as fast as he did. And so learners need to know that being online or taking online classes is actually an opportunity for them to get better, learn better, and also help others to learn better. It's not about bullying anyone or making unkind comments about anyone. So rather they should be using the numerous tech tools to assist their peers to be better at math. They should learn collaboration, learn peer mentoring, and help their peers that, that find it difficult to, you know, catch up with Miss um, Duru's space or with whatever is being taught at that time. They should use the um, digital space to help to assist their peers to be better at maths. Let's also look at the parts of Ms. Um, uh, Duru educating our learners about their digital footprints. You know, just the same way people get to know you for something in the real world, in the classroom, whenever they mention your name, even after you, you've, um, these learners have all graduated and all, whenever they, they, are, they are made to remember a particular name, they know they, these people know them for something. The same thing applies in the digital space, and that's what we call the digital footprint. Ms. Duru needs to educate our learners that whatever they do online, the internet does not forget. And yes. for every comment, for every like, for every engagement they have online, whether it is in an enclosed space in the classroom, or is in, in, a, in a more public space, um, um, whatever they do in, on, in an online classroom is, is probably what they, they will be able to do in a public space too. So it means that if they can post unkind comments about their peers, even despite knowing that their teacher is also online with them, without even having um, that reverence for their teacher, it means that they can do the same 
to other online users outside the online classroom. So Ms. Duru has yeah. a lot of work to do concerning educating our learners about digital citizenship. You know, that's one of the major issues that came with um, integrating this hybrid learning in our classrooms when we use the emergency approach. Mm -hmm. Using the emergency approach mm -hmm. because of the pandemic, every every teacher just became a digital teacher without proper yeah. um, training, you know, and learners too. All the learners be, that have never learned online, they became digital learners without this proper digital citizenship education. And now we are beginning to abuse this, uh, the digital space. That's why you begin to hear of all these things happening. And it starts from this online classroom. It starts from posting comments like this on, on um, the online classroom, they need to be aware that for every post, for every comment, there's a human being behind it. It's not a machine that they are replying. They are replying a human being. So they, if they, what they cannot say face-to-face -to, -face to that person, I don't think that they should, be, they should post it as a comment, whether it is even their classmates or not. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, we mentioned earlier that, um, you know, before this online classes, I, we, we, I try to look at the scenario from a perspective that Miss Duru students in offline classes must have been using unkind comments mm, or yes. snickering at mm -hmm. her, um, peers that are not able to catch up. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's been something they've done in offline classes. And so when mm -hmm. they were just integrated into the digital space they felt it was normal mm. and it just continued so mm -hmm. you know it's Miss Duru's duty now to let Alena know that or educate Alena that they must be self-conscious of what they say and do in the mm -hmm. digital space mm -hmm. and like you said the internet never forgets you know they might think it's nothing um, but they are responsible for their actions in the digital space. Uh, you know, we sometimes, I've, I think I've read online about um, a person that was denied of, you know, an opportunity abroad because of something, he, he, something he, he, he wrote or a statement he made on, in the digital space mm -hmm. years back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when he would have even long forgotten about it. Forgotten, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, teacher students not to be racist online, not to mm -hmm. use violent um, indicting statements, you know, just, you just have to be conscious. The same way you would not, you would not um, say something to a particular group of pe people physically. Don't just say because nobody is seeing you behind the keyboard, you know, I can just exactly. type whatever I want mm -hmm. and nobody's going to owe me, mm -hmm. you know, that's, uh, Ms. Duro has to um, caution Alena to be cautious of whatever to be conscious of whatever they do in the digital space because yes. it's just like it's a reflection what what you are online is like it's, it's just like an online presence of you exactly you get i can't what do you want to be known for online mm -hmm. exactly you know online is it's international it's not just exactly. yeah it's not just it's a global um, space or just yeah it's a global space i know so that's what Miss Dura has to do. Let and learners know that mm -hmm. they are living footprints and the internet never forgets. Exactly. And then she might also be feeling like, uh, how many things am I supposed to do at a time? I'm a math teacher. I have to prepare lessons. I have to prepare um, lesson plans. 
have to grade assignments and classwork and all of that. How am I supposed to also incorporate um, digital citizenship lessons? As, as often as you teach, you should, you should integrate digital citizenship lessons in whatever you do. Find a connection. Look at what has just happened in your class now. People posting on kind comments, that is an opportunity for you to chip it, you know, chip it in that see in the digital space, things like this do not go off record. It will always be there. It will always be there, especially when you are logged in with your with your um, Gmail. Even when you delete a particular comment, uh, these things, learners don't know these things. So even when you delete a particular comment from your own space, you can't delete it from every place that has appeared. Some people would have taken a screenshot of it. Some people will have saved it. Some people will have archived yes, it. Yes, exactly. Do you want to go, you want to log into everybody's account to delete it? No. So mm -hmm. it's already registered in the space, in the, in the cloud. So they, they need to understand how the cloud works. So for every for every little action they do, let them know the digital, um, the consequences that could come up digitally, and uh, you don't have to especially uh, create a lesson for it. Just make sure that as often as they reflect these um, issues related to digital citizenship, make sure that you you don't just you know ignore it. Make sure that you say something about it. Make sure that you do something about it then another thing that i was thinking of too is that um um miss duru can come up with a mantra you know or a creed about digital citizenship that okay. these learners can always you know say to themselves or type on the, on the um, in the group chat if it is teams you are using or or um, google classroom that you are using whatever platform you're using, you can have them always type it in or say it or something about digital citizenship. Maybe I am a responsible digital citizen. I do not do this online. I do not do this offline. I, you know, something like that, something like a creed that makes them conscious that they would recite every day. So for me, I when I wanted to introduce uh, um, online learning, like digital Learning, learning in my classroom, my on-site classroom. You know, they have they had never played online lesson games before. It was all it was a whole new experience for them, and it looked like it. I was bringing so much work for them. So, um, one of the things I did then was I created a creed or a mantra sort of such that before I even say anything, once I enter the class. They, they had become so used to it that once I enter the class, that's the first thing they are saying. They appreciate themselves. They appreciate me with a, a special uh, round of applause. And then they recite the creed, which makes them remember. So sometimes when we are teaching or when I'm giving an assignment and someone is complaining, ah, me, I don't have data. Or somebody will just shout, ah, have you forgotten? I am a digital learner. I am ever learning. You know, they keep reminding themselves about mm -hmm. that creed. So I think that Ms. Duru can also um, make use of, you know, a mantra or a creed that everyone would um, can uh, and be a part of that, would, that it will continue to ring in their memory. So what else do you think Ms. Duru can do as regards, you know, integrating or incorporating digital citizenship in our math classroom? 
Okay, um, I think that Ms. Duru could um, also try to sensitize parents on mm. being responsible cell models to yes. their children. Oh, excellent, yes. And you know, yeah, I'm saying parents because the success of online classes depend largely on the support of parents and guidance. Mm -hmm. And when we look at it, Many parents are not responsible digital citizens. I tell you. So, um, so when you sensitize their parents, it means that learners now have um, parents that can model the right behaviors in the digital space. Mm -hmm. I would explain because as an adult, I see, hmm, I see the way <laughs> some grown-ups the digital space. I and, tell you, <laughs> it's appalling. It's nothing to write home about. Mm -hmm. You see, and adults parents. They have kids, yeah, they have parents, children, they have, they have children in school. Mm -hmm. If children see their parents do this kind of things, they just feel it's the norms. You see parents, adults making unkind statements, you know, trolling, you know, going against the guidelines of social media, of you mm -hmm. get the social media and likes. And so if parents are enlightened, it's better for the students. And mm -hmm. I also say that parents should teach their children kindness exactly if you are if you are kind you won't use bad words on others even if you get you get my point in the mm -hmm. sense that you won't use their bad words because someone is not picking up a math lesson or mm -hmm. whatever some, lesson. some parents even use kind words um to teachers, on their own words to teachers in front so, of their children there you, you see that's another ball game in time mm -hmm. and so if parents teach kindness, if parents are kind and they model kindness because it's um they are better imitators. They mm -hmm. they are they are better imitators than listen them. Children are better imitators. So if I think if parents model kindness to their children, you wouldn't see them using bad words or unkind words, unkind comments on other children because mm -hmm. of in whatever condition. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I tell you that's a very important um part you know, that uh, Ms. Drew needs to do, you know, even if, um, you know, regardless of the kind of response she gets, you know, some parents will begin to wonder that, oh, what's your own, is it not math that you are teaching? You know, she should still make efforts and um, <laughs> she should, she should, she should um, collaborate with other teachers. So it's not just coming from her because she does not want to, um, okay, she does not want to build learners or she doesn't want to raise learners that will only be kind in math class because of Ms. Duru. And then when they are in English class or when they are in mm. um, civic class, they know that they can do anyhow because this teacher don't care. Just She just wants to deliver a lesson and go offline. You know, so she should collaborate such that okay. whatever, whatever digital citizenship lesson that these learners are getting in math class they're also getting it in English class. They're also getting it in civics class. You know, while we are talking about this um, parents, um, involving parents, something just came to my mind. That what if okay. Ms. Duru begins to create math problems or maths, um, uh, what they call it now? Is it word, word problems? What if she begins to use word yes. problems that are related to digital citizenship? So she has noticed that they are talking of the, there are so many learners using unkind comments is now becoming the order of the day in the online classroom. So 
why not when she wants to give a classwork or an assignment maybe she should it might sound funny but i don't know it could be effective <laughs> maybe she wants she she wants them to understand the the gravity of the unkind comments that they, they post so she says she creates a word problem like um two learners said something bad to so 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 person and um I mean, posted something bad on the comment on the, in the comment section about a particular learner. How many there are there are, are social number of students in this online class? How many learners altogether has this? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Just use I get something you, I like get you. <laughs> how many learners altogether has um, these unkind comments affected? Mm-hmm. all together have this mm-hmm. um, kind comment influence you know that kind of thing and the learners will be wondering ah, okay. which one is this one that what is going um, on <laughs> now because i don't understand it's not matter that doing it anymore she gets I, I, it just came to my head now so it's not too structured but i i believe any math teacher listening to me will understand what i'm saying because you know we create um word problems using day-to-day activities like you went to the market yes. you bought two up uh, you you but had it. you know you mm-hmm. had a uh, hundred naira to you two to buy two apples you know things that students do daily so if if they also daily. post on kind comments daily maybe you should to form marks maths um, questions or maths problems Problem. that's that's where the world is going to right now we need to rub it in their face <laughs> you have yes. to be responsible digital citizens regardless whether it's in the mm-hmm. classroom or outside the classroom yeah so so far we have looked at involving parents we have looked at the elements the nine elements of digital citizenship but so, we have also looked at the universal design of learning that means students should begin to create flexible goals, goals that do not restrict how learners learn, goals that allow learners to create or direct their own learning experience, you know, after delivering the content, to, um, goals that allow learners to be co-constructors of knowledge with you, so that way you are co-learners. I also remember that we talked about how Ms. Dury should ensure that she is also not the one encouraging these unkind comments. You know, sometimes math yeah. teachers, it can be frustrating when you're teaching and the learner is, you're saying A and the learner is saying Z. So you you might, mm-hmm. you might just, you might not even say something unkind, but your reaction can be looking like disappointing or, you know, tired and the learner feels like, ah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting it. I'm frustrating this teacher. And other learners are, are noticing and they're like, oh, this one has started again. Now, this is where we will be until, until she, uh, he or she gets it right. We're wasting our time. You understand? So I know it's a whole mm-hmm. lot to handle mm-hmm. as a teacher, but you, you need to just make sure that you find the balance for everything. It's not easy to be a math teacher. It's not easy to be a teacher at all. <laughs> so... <laughs> so any any other additions i think we have not looked at it from um the perspective of the things that um miss do could do to assist the learners she tags slow paced you know what okay. are those tips and what can she offer to um, yeah help? oh okay 
Okay. So should I go on? Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. All right. So um, if I was Miss Drew and I had learners that were not picking up so fast, so I think that a good start would be to motivate them mm. and to encourage them that with more practice they can get better than mm-hmm. they used to be. Okay. And then it's an online class, so there's there's really no limitations in this sense. Mm-hmm. Because my learners and I have access to um, a large number of resources and mm-hmm. tools that can help them to understand um, lesson contents better. Yeah. So because of my learners that, that, I, that I know that might not pick up so fast, I can introduce um, these apps that have gamified math learning mm. for. And I think one beautiful thing about this apps you know apps like um can academy for kids math learning center um i think we also have um ck12 you know this this um math apps can they have varied learning degrees your the learners you tag um that tag fast paced learners can also benefit for, from it. so when you bring these resources and these tech tools you realize that your, your slow the learners you say are slow paced can would benefit well mm-hmm. those ones you tag fast space and fast paced would also benefit so it's important that Ms. Duru should simplify the lessons and gamify them yeah so just to help other people that cannot catch up Absolutely. catch up easily mm-hmm. and I also think that she should try to make use of um all these um the tech tools that um that foster collaboration mm, yeah the so that, that they can work together them, yes let them mm-hmm. work together in groups like give group assignments where you know that a, a, so um, they can work together you know we have tech tools basically for that with google docs you can solve a sum together you can write an essay together evernote things mm-hmm. like that we have those ones that can helps to do I don't really know for math though but I know that if you're looking at it from writing an essay you can use Zoho writers or Google Docs because you can edit you can rephrase and all mm-hmm. so you can use apps that can um that that allow for peer mentoring and collaboration mm-hmm. that works too because you know there's a foundational issue here of her categorizing our learners I think I mentioned that at the beginning of the show so of our categorizing our learners as fast-paced and slow-paced, first of all, Uh you know? So now that we have already told her not, she doesn't need to do that. Now, she needs to make sure that, because if she keeps on seeing them as fast and slow, hmm, the the issue she will keep having is that she will find it difficult to carry everybody along. She will find it very difficult to carry everybody along and to keep telling on her productivity as an educator. So instead, she should see everyone as learners, regardless of the, their pace. She should see everyone as learners that can co-learn, that can work together, that can learn together. If she sees them as that, it will be easy for her to group them to collaborate, to be easy for her to see them as, um, as, a, as a group, you know, such that they can learn together instead of seeing this one is a slow this one is slow paced this one is fast paced i don't think that works in the 21st century mm-hmm. that's that's a really valid point there yeah 
So any other addition? Um, okay, just to sum it up, I would like to say that Miss um, do should um she means do has a lot of work to do thumbs up to her because she's trying and um she should just she should keep trying you know because we've stated a lot of things that she can do and i must tell you they are numerous she might not she she might she is we're not saying she has to achieve all this in a day but you know one step at a time you should please try to take um try to draw from the wealth of ideas that we have. Any person in Missouri should, should try to draw from the wealth of ideas that we have suggested. Mm -hmm. I know that it might not be easy, but one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Ms. Drew should, should also make sure that she collaborates with other math teachers. Thank God that it's an online class. It means that she can even have, um, it means that she can even have other math teachers, you know, in the global space, not just Nigerian teachers now. She can even have other math teachers from other countries that are doing well with an online math tutorial. She can have them be a part of our class to work with her. You get me? So she can collaborate. It's mm -hmm. easier for her to also collaborate as a teacher. She should also consider collaborating with other math teachers, you know, take some online courses. And yes about teaching maths online mm -hmm. too, yes. And that we should learn new strategies. You know, mm -hmm. Probably is the strategies she has been using that have not been working out. Exactly. I think that's great. Yes, and then she should also take some courses on digital citizenship. I mean, how can you even teach digital citizenship or model digital citizenship if you are, all, if you, if you are not grounded in it, if you don't know it, if you don't, understand it if you don't know the principles if you don't know the basic elements of digital citizenship as a teacher how can you now mm -hmm. model it some teachers are also not responsible digital citizens you don't want to know the kind of online presence that some teachers have in fact you won't even believe that they are teachers uh, physically wow. yeah. online they are something mm -hmm. else so Ms. Duru should make sure that she does not fall in that category of teachers <laughs> So uh, as, as teachers, even if you don't have an online presence as a teacher, as long as you have an online presence, you should be a responsible digital citizen. Everybody should be a responsible digital citizen. So thank you so much, Ade, Ade Sola. I'm trying to make sure that I don't mispronounce your name ever again. Ade <laughs> Sola, Yeah. Thank you so much, Ade Sola, for... Um, these contributions this evening as usual and I can't wait to have you on the next um, show to share the next scenario with you next week Tuesday so far we have looked at digital citizenship we have looked at universal design of learning we have looked at teaching maths online if you are just joining us you've missed out a great deal however you can always listen back today's show on the Podbean app or wherever, whatever medium you're, li you're listening to us right now, there will be a recording available. Remember that there are other shows lined up for you by other hosts on the Teacher's Talk radio. So feel free to look through them and learn. Thank you so much for staying with us this evening. Have a beautiful night rest. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you.
Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.